Judge Knapp, welcome back on this Thursday morning, pal. How are you? Uh, good morning, my dear friend. And how are you? Uh, I'm doing I great. I tell you, I'm very happy that uh, the mayor is coming back on your show. I think you are demonstrating how two very important people in the city of New York, public people, you and the mayor, can disagree on almost everything but still be friends and have a civil conversation. I think that's terrific, and I commend you for it, and I'm going to listen. Well, I appreciate you saying that coming from you. And I don't just say this, Judge. That coming from you, that means a lot to me. And i got to give him some credit, too, because the truth is, is that Eric Adams isn't on the radio every day. He's going about his job, and whether you like him or not, that's what he does. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's on the air every day and very critical, very critical. In fact, sometimes I know this bothered him uh, personal. And for I him, wonder. I want. I wonder if he gets as much heat from his people for coming on as yes, you do. The answer from is yes. Curtis and our friends were putting him uh, on. The, the answer is yes. He gets an extraordinary amount of heat. And there's one particular writer at the New York Daily News. I forgot his name because he's so irrelevant. But every time the mayor is on, he goes out of his way to write a story about how a Democrat New York City mayor has buddied up to a Donald Trump conservative New York radio host. And it, it almost is a front-page story every time. And they also know for a fact that there are folks at City Hall around Eric every day that don't want him doing it. But, again, here's where I'll give Eric credit. He says, I don't care. You know, just like Trump. Trump will go on CNN. We just saw that recently. We just saw Trump on not that long ago with Kristen Welker on Meet the Press. And Eric does right. come here. Now, it's been a while so today could be uh, interesting, to say the least. But thank you for saying that. I want to get to Bob Menendez. I just don't get it. This has been going on for eight years. He had an issue in 2015. 2017, they talked about that he was down in the Dominican Republic with underage hookers. That was the allegation. Now he's got cash and gold bars. I mean, when when is enough enough? This guy clearly is corrupt. He's got to go. You know, he's had this reputation for many, many years since before he was even uh, in the United States Senate that he was, quote, on the take. But he came from a political culture, Hudson County, uh, New Jersey, one party, Democratic uh, Party for, you know, for 100 years, came from a political culture where if you weren't on the take, you couldn't succeed. And he was just part of that culture. And so people overlooked it. Uh, but it's hard for him to explain with a straight face and to have people accept it. Uh, $500,000 in cash for an emergency? He's worried about the Cuban government confiscating assets in America? Come on. Uh, he's got 70,000 gold bars sitting around now. Some people have gold in their safes at home because it's a very safe investment, but those things are worth a lot of money. I mean, you may have some gold coins, but those bars are worth a lot of money. And, of course, they had the DNA on them uh, of one of his uh, one of his co-defendants. It's going to be difficult for him to explain. Um, what's, what's most remarkable to me, Sid, is that he got away the first time. Right. Uh, jury couldn't come to a decision. The judge threw half. Well, the judge threw half the case out. He said the government didn't prove the case. Sent the rest to the jury. The jury was hung. The judge declared a mistrial. All this happened under the Obama administration. By the time the mistrial was declared, uh, Trump was in office. Trump's DOJ said we're not going to retry him. Okay, you got a break, Bob. 
you should become a choir boy <laughs> right. for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. And, you know, In but, gratitude for that break, and because you know they're going to be watching. Yeah, and you, they got it. But, you know, years ago, that first time around, believe it or not, you know, the Democrats, one thing about Democrats is they don't break. I mean, I, I hate that party. I destroy that party every day. But they are a much tighter party than we are. Republicans, yes. Matt yes. Gates, Right. But this time around, from Phil Murphy to Cory Booker, to a chorus of about 25 or 30 Democrat politicians, they want him out. He had that support, not this time around. No, he does not have that support this time around. And the reason is the numbers in the Senate. If New Jersey sends a Republican to the Senate for the first time in 52 years, that could ruin their majority. So they are terrified that Bob Menendez, who's still very popular with the rank and file, still very popular with the African-American community, the Hispanic community, uh, labor, blue-collar workers, lower-middle-class folks, if he should survive a primary challenge and be the Democratic nominee, Chuck Schumer and company are terrified New Jersey will send a moderate Republican. I don't know who, but a moderate Republican to the Senate, and that may very well take away their majority. That's the reason uh, that they're going after him like this. And I fully agree with you. The Democrats are far more united, far more uh, in lockstep, far more disciplined to defend each other than Republicans are. Uh, And this is another example of that discipline. The word came out from on high, Bob has to go. Phil Murphy burst the bubble. Uh, Cory Booker continued it, and every single major Democrat in New Jersey and soon nationally uh, is going to co- is going to jump on board. I say soon nationally because today uh, Senator Menendez will address in private, in secret, all the other Democratic uh, senators uh, in the Senate. Uh, and something's going to come out of that meeting. I don't think he's going to announce that he's, he's going to resign. I know uh, Menendez. He's not the type to resign under any circumstances. No amount of pressure will get him to resign. Take that to the bank. But something's going to come of that yeah. meeting today, and I, I don't have my finger on the pulse. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I mean, if a plus a resignation to me is is an admission of guilt in, in some capacity. But I, I would ask you about the penalty. I mean, here's Donald Trump. We'll get to Trump in the Ford case momentarily. But we talk about all these indictments, the four of them, and very rarely do we discuss jail. I know you, you thought at one point, maybe you still do, that the second one, the fourth one may result in some jail time. But most people just talk about fines, his inability to run, that type of thing. With Menendez, right. the folks I'm talking to, they're saying, no, he's going to jail. Now, I know it's about 45 or 50 years if, in fact, they get everything. But there's not a person I haven't spoken to, which is anecdotal, but not a person I haven't spoken to that has not said to me he is going to jail. Your thoughts? He is going to jail, uh, Sid, if he if he's convicted. Listen, Dick, he could pull a rabbit out of a hat. The, the government's uh, uh, witnesses no chance. come off as not No credible. chance. It doesn't no seem chance. like that's going to happen. Right. If he is convicted, he will go to jail. Uh, at age 69 or 70, 
for the rest of his life. You're probably talking 15 years in jail for this. The max is 45. 15 would probably be uh, about appropriate. Uh, it'll also depend upon whether he takes the stand. If he takes the stand and lies and is convicted, increase the time in jail. If he doesn't take the stand or if he takes the stand and doesn't lie, I don't know how he can take the stand and not lie. <laughs> What's he going to say on the stand? He's going to lie. He's going to lie. Of course he's going to lie. Come on. He's going to jail. So your friend Bill O'Reilly's coming up and his uh, newest book in the Killing series, which is an amazing series, Killing the Witches, dates all the way back to the witch hunts in Salem and, and all those, and even moves to today. And clearly what's going on with Donald Trump is a modern-day witch hunt. There's no doubt about it. I had Joe Tacopina on the show yesterday, and he talked about this latest fraud case. And he said, Sid, the judge hates him. That's the bottom line. The fact is, anybody who did business with Trump was made happy in the end. Some of these people made hundreds of millions of dollars in paid interest. Nobody complained. The banks are happy. The folks are happy in the real estate business. This is a judge who, in this case, as you know, Nap, is the judge and the jury. There is no jury. He hates Trump, and he has leveled Donald Trump here in some of the most unfair fashion. And, of course, he's got Letitia James on his side, too. Takapina, O'Reilly, Sid, we all agree this is really the epitome of a witch hunt and, quite frankly, disgusting. And it could turn out to be very, very ugly for my friend Donald Trump. I agree with you on this. I agree with everything you said. Uh, said sometimes when I analyze the uh, Trump issues, I don't come down on your side and I say, look, there's a lot of evidence here. He's got to take it seriously. But I read that um, that opinion uh, that uh, Justice Engeron uh, wrote. It is dripping with bitterness sarcasm and hatred. In fact, I can go so far as to say I have never seen a printed, published judicial opinion dripping with such hatred, personal hatred for the defendant, wow. uh, as I saw in that in that opinion. Uh, I am sure that there's going to be some sort of a reversal of it. He should not have been the judge in this case. He should never be the judge in a case where he's the judge and the jury. New York has a system when you have these commercial disputes, there's no jury. The theory is you can get right to the chase and get to the bottom line quickly. Okay, they got right to the chase and to the bottom line quickly. They absolutely took everything away from them. You can't do business in the city anymore. The only issue remains is, do those names come off the buildings? Does he have to sell the buildings? And how much money does he have to cough up to the government? Cough up to the government. Sis, nobody lost a nickel. Take it to the bank. Nobody lost a nickel in all these deals with Trump. If he had screwed the banks, they would have sued him. He didn't screw them. They made money on him. 